on this episode of Let's Talk Game, I had some difficulties with the audio, but because of my authenticity in conversation with Sianka, I decided to keep it raw because that's quite frankly how life is sometimes. Our discussion around molestation may be sensitive in nature for those who have experienced the pain of such gutless abuse, but my belief is if we can heal one, that one can heal a community. And through her music, Sianka is doing just that. Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk game. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Game. I'm your host, Tiffany Lewis. I have a special guest here this morning. And I say this morning, this is my first ever podcast in the morning. We're going for today's show vibes, right? So Hard in the construction behind us, if you're watching online and if you hear any clips in the audio while we're recording. We're in the office downtown Charlotte on Trade Street and it's a lot going on in the city. We're building um, and I think it's a reflection of how we're building. See, I'm just in the building. Hey, what's up everybody? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really well. Um, we have to go around this table. We're going to do that later on in the show because she has on some kicks that I've never seen in my life. Josh, our camera guy, pointed out a producer. I'm not, I'm not even going to call you a camera guy. You're more like a producer. We're going to clip to you too, Josh, because you do so much for Let's Talk Game, so I appreciate you. But um, I feel good. You, The last time I sat in this seat and had a guest on the show, I was pregnant. And so that was two months ago. Wow. <laughs> I got the head tilt, right? Wow. Yeah, so um, I have a two-month-old. And so you're my first guest since uh, going on maternity leave. So I appreciate you really being here. Thank you. And what better way to start? What does your shirt say? Women are industry leaders. Yes, yes. Tell me about that. You wore it for a reason. <laughs> well, I actually stole it from my best friend. Um, she found it at thrift store. But yeah, um, you know, it's where I'm in an industry where it's typically male dominated. So um, it's just basically been an advocate for women um, being more leaders in the industry, and we just need more CEOs and women it's just really the music industry. So, are you your own CEO? Well, and let me let me set the tone first. Sianka is an artist, right? Yes. Uh, a, a musician, self-taught, uh, a singer. What else would you declare yourself to be? A poet, right? I think we have some poetic vibes going on on our queens. That's actually not me. Uh, a lot of people ask me that. They're like, yo, they did poetry. And I'm like, I, I wish. But it's not me. Um, it's my best friend. She does poetry. So I had to ask her to get on um, the interview just to spit some, some words. So, um, But yeah, I am self-taught. Um, I grew up in the church. So, you know, just being in that environment, you know, majority artists that grew up in the church, everything is predominantly self-taught. So. That's just my background, just a church girl. You know, grew up, raised by my grandparents in a small country town. Um, love to eat country food, so that's just my background. I just love music. So. Growing up in the church, singing on the choir, that set your, set your foundation for music. Not necessarily sonically, but more so having an all-around direction of what you want to do. Right. So how, does that, how did that work? Like you went from... I'm just sitting in the choir stand and I'm absorbing and then one day I found my voice. How did that happen for you? Um, I think when I went to college, 
that gave me more exposure to diff all different types of genre. Um, so growing up, it was 90% gospel <laughs> that I listened to. That's my grandmother. That's all she played. Um, when I was with my father, I did listen to, you know, Trap Pop Quest and Big Daddy K and Lauren Hill and Drew Hill. So I got a small glimpse into that. But when I got to college, I really, really got to tap in and learn and educate myself about hip hop. Um, so, I mean, I've been playing the keys and the drums for a long time. I started doing that when I was like six years old. And um, I went to college at UNCG. I'm majoring in music. So that was kind of my pathway. I never wanted to be in the front scene. Well, I didn't see that happening. I never saw it coming. Um, but I think I went through some personal experiences and just becoming more self-aware of who I am and what God wanted me to be. And um, he just revealed it to, to me one night. I mean, it wasn't a dream. Like, you're supposed to be an artist, like full-time musician. And I just stepped out and just started researching, finding studios in Greensboro, and networking with people. I was very scared at first, because I was like, everybody wants to be an artist. Like, everybody's trying to do this whole art thing. But um, I think for me, knowing that it was my purpose and having that confirmation from God was like, okay, I'm definitely going to do this. Dreams are huge for me, too. Yeah. God really speaks to me through dreams. Deanna can attest. All of my children, their genders were revealed in dreams, dreams and their names and everything like that, so I can really relate. Um, and so the church did not only set the foundation for your faith, it also, uh, or musically, it set the foundation for your faith. So I know when I talked to you early on, you told me out the gate, hey, I want to let my story be known. And I think it's powerful what you're doing. And so you lost your mom at two, mm -hmm. car accident. And I'm going to let you fill in the gaps on that. Um, I lost a parent young too, so I can understand um, in a traumatic way, right? right? But she lost your mom at two. And then, uh, so talk about that a little bit, and then we'll kind of crescendo to where, what else happened later on in your life. Um, yeah, losing my mother at two was, was difficult. Um, I had my grandmother, she became my immediate boy. And, you know, she took custody of me. My father was in the Army, he was in Korea, so um, I was with my grandparents. And I think I didn't really start grieving until I got older, because I understood, like, you kind of digest it like you lost a mother opposed to oh my grandmother's mother you know so um yeah that was tough for me i finally kind of faced that um this is a lot of things that i went through just went through molestation i went through um, losing my hearing about four years ago i became partially deaf um so just a lot of things that kind of that kind of helped that kind of basically happened in my life kind of change my perspective of who I am mm -hmm. and you know, what I'm going to do. So. so at two, lost your mom. At seven, that's when you didn't even know what was going on. Right, your right. cousin right. took advantage of you in many ways, right? Right, right. Um, So how did that really intersect with when you said you discovered that, okay, my grandmother is not my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom is no longer here. You said it wasn't until you got older. What age was that when you started grieving? Because that's a lot to carry at a young yeah, age, yeah. especially seven. Started, you know, the molestation started. So, right. When did all of that just really intersect? Man, because like it was just a blur for a long time. Like I was just in emotions. I think when um, 
I think I was dealing with something. You know what? I think it was actually when I first got my um, my menstrual period <laughs> and like having that conversation with my grandmother was kind of weird. You know, she didn't kind of know how to explain it to me. So I guess because she was like my grandmother. I mean, she passed away a couple years ago, but she was seventy-seven. So she's in her fifties, sixties, raising me. So it was a huge generational gap. So. I think when I got older and I started going through like things that women go through, your body changing, and not being able to have that conversation with her, um, I think that's when I was like, okay, this is where I need my mom for this type of thing. And it was no disrespect to her, it was just a huge disconnect. So I think maybe like in my teenager years, yeah, kind of like high school. And so it was a flurry of emotions and probably, like you said, some just a blur, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you discovered your passion for music. How did it help you heal and make sense of everything that you, you went through? Like, I mean, family is supposed to be there to rock with you, and then you take right. advantage of by a family member. Like, how did music give you that voice to help you heal? Um, that's a good point you made because um, I wasn't. I kind of distanced myself from family, and they noticed that too. Like, cause I mean, and it was easier because I'm in Charlotte, I'm in Greensboro, I'm there in like Smithfield, so it's like I can easily disconnect from you guys because I was it was because it was trauma. Um, as far as music, I mean, when I started to discovering that I had to give and to kind of be in the forefront, um, just doing songs and writing and recording was like me venting <laughs> and it was kind of like very therapeutic so I think that's what really kind of helped me to heal over time it's just writing like even one of the songs off of my new EP called Katina's Brother I'm talking about my uncle that I had a just a strenuous relationship with and he's just talking about it, it made me feel better because I just have been holding it here for so long and a lot of people, of, you know, victims of molestation, they hold things in. So, um, yeah, music, just writing and getting it out, it just helps so much. So that's why I love it. Does your <laughs> uncle know that that song is about him? No, I haven't talked to him since my grandmother died, and that was 2017. Yeah, I haven't talked to him since then. So it's not necessarily... I have to have that conversation with him before I put it out on record and now mm -hmm. we have to address it publicly. I'm just passing. Right, right, right. I would love to have a conversation with him privately. I think it will happen organically. But, yeah. And what about your cousin? Do you think there, there are any words that you have to say to him? I know it helped you uh, talk about it. Even you, you went to your aunt after he went to prison. Right. That's when you opened up about everything that happened. So, right. do you think you necessarily need to have a conversation about him or, or I with him? So, okay. I think maybe a long time ago, I felt compelled to, but no, I think I've grown it. It's like it is what it is. I've accepted it for for what it is. So, I'm, I'm I for, I've forgiven him with even without an apology. You know, it's not for him. It's for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, so. I continue to learn that the apology is not for the person, right. it's for himself. Absolutely. So you're still healing, or would you say you, you healed? 
I think it's always going to be still healing, just being transparent. So, yeah. I think I'm, I'm better than I was last year. <laughs> so, I'm just blessed and grateful. And so, she has two projects out, right? And so, it sounds like, you know, more keeps coming, like a tidal wave. So, between yeah. your first project and your second, you lost some of your hearing. Yes. So how how is that exchange happening with you and I right now? Like, what do I sound like to you? You sound fine. I guess because like my right ear is where I lost my hearing, in, and you're saying on my good side, you hear you good. It's not like a lot of sound going on to distract me. So you sound fine. So and then you kind of had to discover how to record, especially perform live yes. with a loss of hearing. Right. Another type of way, right? Yes, absolutely. It was like I had to relearn everything over from a different perspective. Um, it just realizing could take things for granted. It's like, oh wow, <laughs> now I've got to really, really like chime in and focus. Um, yeah, it was very frustrating at first. I mean, that's natural because it's like something that is one of our senses. Like you say, you're just so comfortable with, and it's just basically taken away. Gone. It's like, whew. So, um, and then being a musician, it was like, like I, we had a conversation. I was like, oh man, I was like mad at God. I was like, why me? I'm a musician. I need my hearing. Um, but yeah, it was very frustrating at first, but I just had to get to a point where just like, you have to deal with it. Like, this is part of who you are now. You're either going to be depressed or upset about it, or you're going to talk about it and be positive and advocate be that expo person for somebody else who lost their hearing and feeling discouraged and like, oh, I can't do this. So it's like, you kind of keep pushing. Um, so yeah, I think over time, like now it's just, I'm accustomed to it. I go in there and record, it doesn't bother me anymore because ultimately when I'm recording, it's just me in the booth anyway. Um, I had to limit, you know, having a whole bunch of friends in the studio. I had to make it more intimate. So I didn't have those distractions. So, but yeah, it's it's, it's okay. Um, I think I'm still trying to get through with performing because I don't have an earpiece, and that's what I'm working towards. Me, my manager, um, get get me an earpiece so I can hear the music within my my left ear, so I don't have to feel like everything is coming at me at once. So that's still something we're working out the kinks of. But overall, um, I'm doing a lot better. I'm uh, when I was listening to you and you said you have to have less people in the studio and I'm just imagining like the loss of hearing we have our internal thoughts the things that come you know innately in us right and so do you think it has allowed you to dig deeper because if you're hearing less you have less distraction and you can go deeper inside has that allowed you to dig deeper within yourself as a person, yes. as an artist? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, I think so. Um, I think, God, I, I mean, I don't, we don't know what, why God they do things, but sometimes we can kind of make a kind of assumption. Maybe he did that because he wanted me to be more focused and being charming and like, just have to sacrifice more. So I think so, absolutely. Maybe it helped me to dig deeper to find out who I was and to write 
even with my writing for my last project, it's just very, very personal. And I don't think I would have got that information back when I had my full hair because I was like all over the place too. Like I was partying, like all types of things. So I've calmed down a lot. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Let's talk about the title for a minute. I would point, not with the A, but just I-S-L-E. Mm -hmm. What did that title come from? I, I show my uh, son, he's three. Okay. <laughs> he's turned <turkey>. <laughs> The CD cover, we were listening to the music together, and he was nodding his head and he said, uh, is this church? <laughs> he, said, he said, is this our church song? And he was looking at, you know, the ladies on the covers, four ladies, is one of them your mom? Yes, the one in the black is my mom. I figured she was. And um, he's nodding his head, and he, he just kept saying, is this our church? Like, oh, wow. and so it kind of has, you know, the, the wicker straw chair that's notorious for all of those mm -hmm. 70s, 80s photos. Yes. It's like a staple and then, you know, the three women holding it down around. And mm -hmm. so your mom was one of the ones standing. Um, why did you choose that as your cover, number one, and how does that coincide with the title? Um, I chose that cover. That whole project wasn't planned at all. Like everything just fell into place. Um, when my grandmother died, me and my family were cleaning her house out. Now at that time, my EP was done, I had finished recording, but me and my manager were kind of going back and forth, like, when is, when is gonna be your EP cover? It was like, we didn't know what we were gonna do, so um, I was cleaning the house out and going through pictures. And I've never seen this picture book before. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And just, just to backtrack, I don't have a lot of pictures of my mother because um, back when I was six years old, our house caught on fire, so we lost like everything. So all those pictures of her, like all this stuff, gone. So the ones that I do have, I'm finding them like random, like it's just gems, whether it be like a third cousin. I go to their house and I'm like, oh, I got this picture of your mom. So um, going to go clean up the house, I look at the picture and I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. It's four women, and I'm talking to them. We already had came up with the name Our Queen, so I was like, this is the perfect picture. I mean, everything about it, like you said, the nostalgic feel, that chair, everybody took a picture in front of that chair. Like, my friends' moms got pictures in front of that chair. It, it was just so, like, it was just perfect. I was like, this is it right here. And it was my mom was covered, and I was like, I just love it. So, so that was poetic. And then the second, your second project, um, it, it, it totally different name. I'm staying home. Mm -hmm. From all of Queens, I'm staying home. I I, I kind of wanted to. If I had a guess in the vibe that you went with, what would I say that title meant? What would you say? I'm not even gonna guess. I I know it's part of the journey, <laughs> but I was trying to make it make sense to me. That I'm staying home. Title? Yeah. Hmm. It does all tie in together. So. Um, the women in my family are very strong. They're like the leaders. That's why I wanted to show. I just—I wouldn't say I'm a feminist, but I just advocate for women, especially black women. But uh, I think the title just represents all the experiences that I went through growing up and how that it molded me. That I would never, no matter all that trauma, all that stuff that I went through, I'm still gonna stay true to myself and. 
treat myself as just being home, like my family. Like I take pride in family a lot. And even sometimes when I feel overwhelmed in Charlotte, I'm on 85, I'm going back home. So, um, and home is where the heart is. And um, but yeah, that's just the, that's what, I mean. <laughs> and speaking of home, I know you're independent, right? Mm -hmm. If you landed, your plane landed somewhere on one of these labels, which one would it be? I'm going to say Dreamville. I'm going to throw it out there for you. <laughs> I'm throw it out there for you. Um, I love Dreamville. I have some some friends. I have some Dreamville friends. So. Um, I would have to say it's a couple. I would love to be a part of RCA Records. Um, they are they have Goldlink. They have Smino. I think they have can't think of her. They have Normandy. Like they just have all the underground artists that's really about to start running the music industry. I also love Wonderland. I love Janelle Monae's uh, record label. I love the, the aesthetic of how they move and they're just very well executed. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of, it's so many options. Yeah. And they're all great. It's not like, oh, you're just that way they're okay, like they're all great independent labels. It's just very awesome because it wasn't like that before. So to see that is just amazing. So. There's so much, uh, I think, like you said, when you kind of got the idea or the unfolding of what you should be doing as an artist. Mm -hmm. First thing that came, well, one of the things that came to your mind is the saturated industry, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I came to your show, now I'm listening to your CD, but if I came to your show, what experience am I going to leave with? Um, I think the experience is what separates yeah. many artists. So what yeah. experience do you want your listeners, your supporters to leave with? Like, what are you putting out there? Uh, Self-awareness. Um, intimacy. And not even like... I'm, I'm very intimate in my shows because I want to connect with everybody, so that's why if you ever come on the show, which I hope you do, I, will. Uh, I have I share a lot of eye contact. Like I, I talk to my people, I engage with them, so I want them to feel um, that good music is still here, and you know, just like their parents listen to you know Ronald Isley and Luther Vandross growing up, and that feeling that they had a just sense of comfort. I want them to know that they can have that same thing in this time today, in spite of everything that's going on. I mean, this is crazy world we're living in, but I want them to leave with a breath of fresh air, self-awareness, intimacy, and just blown away. <laughs> I can feel that. That there's something, I mean, not just to be prideful, but I am talented. It's something that what I'm, I'm have, well, the gift that I have is that it's in North Carolina, uh, because I'm in a, some people have lost the hope of creativity, you know, you know, like, oh, we had a white sister, Pablo, or Sunshine Anderson, or Fantasia. Like, you know, so I want them to have hope, too, so um, that I'm doing something big, you know, like, and I'm proud of people like the baby, like, that's huge. He's really shining exposure on North Carolina and Charlotte specifically, so. Why do you think uh, it's important for hope to feel music because a lot of, I think, music is hopeless, right? Mm -hmm. But 
if we're bringing it back to something that inspired in, inspires other people, why do you feel it's necessary for you to infuse hope um, in your music? You feel like it's an obligation. Is that something that you lead with, or is that something that's just authentic to who you are? I think it's just authentic. Um, like I said, I just think it's it's imperative because um, people just feel like you know they want to feel like Atlanta, they want to feel like LA, they want they want um, North Carolina to have that culture of music. But it, it has been a struggle just being transparent. I mean, it hasn't boomed as we wanted it to. And millennials are moving here. It's, a, it's the number one city in the United States right now. And their music, they're living here for music and creativity. So I think it is my job to keep pushing it and to make sure that people don't feel discouraged or like, oh, it's not going to go through because that building wasn't built or that project didn't go through. So um, I just think it's a thing that I can just take it home. Another thing I think your music does too, as I think about our city, um, our state, is I think it brings community as well. Absolutely. I just see some barbecues happen. Seriously, some throwbacks, like those are the things that I think your music does. And one of the things that um, with your art, as much connected as we are, well, hey, I don't even know where I call it. <laughs> I don't even know where I call that audience, but it's, a, it's, it's connected to me on social media, but it's also disconnected. So I think your music is going to be a new thing for most connected. Absolutely. Yeah, so many women I've met just say, um, my mother likes your music. She playing what I do other day. She likes me following it, so that right there is a huge insight of, okay, I see what's going to happen. Like you said, it's definitely going to bring different, different generations together. Because my grandmother, she was to my music. And she's very like, she don't want to hear all that hip hop, all that laugh. She want to hear very calm, serene, I feel good music, so uh, it lets me know that the type of music that I make is classic, it's timeless, and timeless music is going to be my um, little brother, he likes music out. He didn't work with you now, yeah. but they, you just have to respect what's the music. It doesn't matter what you do. And speaking of my music, you have a song title about you, but when people say you give a song to you, it's not a good song. Does that make you like, and I'm in the right direction, or that's just one of the inspirations you pulled from? Just one of the inspirations. Um, at first, I was like, oh my god, like, that's amazing. And I was like, I've been kind of scared away from that because I don't want people to just kind of box me into that type of style. I love the young but that's why it's my second project, and I'm glad to be here. I'm very diverse. So that was just. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All people that really know it is 
This is I know this a lot of people from foreign countries and know it because they have different names as well. So I can talk to somebody from London like, oh yeah, hi, Nacho Barrio. I'm like, oh my God, how'd you know that? <laughs> but uh, somebody else is like, is it Nacho Korea? Like, yeah. what does the name mean? What does the name mean? So my mom had me at 16, and the ladies that's on the Olive Queens, all three of those ladies in behind her are her best friends. One of them is my godmother too. Um, so they were like really, really tight, like always together, staying in each other's houses. And when she was pregnant, you know, she asked them to go come up with some names. And so between them and family and cousins coming up with the name, it was all put together. <laughs> so one grew in the name and then another and then we just yeah. went. She was like, yeah, I'm just gonna dodge Sharia, see Anka. surprised and then Tim was like, like, why are you looking surprised? And I was like, I Thank you so much for this coming on the, on the show. Um, I'm trying to 
because everyone that I speak with, I want to set an intention with. And I know when I spoke with you, you were very forward and saying, you know, I want to share my spiritual I want to use hope. I hope we've done that today. Um, definitely make sure you subscribe to Let's Talk Game on Apple iTunes and Spotify. We're there. And share the show. Share the comments. And follow Sianca. What's your social media? Yes, my uh, Facebook is I am Sianca. Instagram is Sianca.is. Twitter is Sianca.is. And please get my music. I have two EPs out right now on all streaming platforms. And yeah. Spell Sianca for it. Yeah, definitely. It's C Y A N C A dot I S. Thanks for tuning in. Josh, let's get these shots. Let's get them. Okay.